This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the pilot. What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! <laughs> It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Dury. I am your host, coming everything sport, international, local. Thank you very much for tuning in with me today on the Halftime Show in the heart of Sharjah. And wherever you're tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, listening to us on YouTube, or even just having us just lay on your chest with you for the next hour, talking to you about all sorts of good stuff here on the Halftime Show. Megan, I made it. And also, not only that... What is trending at the moment? Francis Ngannou takes gold at UFC 260. So the big talk is what happened against Stipe Miocic. That's in the UFC world. So if you watch the UFC 260, we're definitely going to be discussing that today. We've also got Dillian White and the story of Dillian White as he beats Povetkin in the second rematch. The health and fitness segment is also coming up as well when we talk about having the right energy can set the tone for the day. Training next to someone who might help you get that extra bit out of you or even being around you know a nice group of people could really be the turning point in sustaining your goals we're talking that i gotta give a special shout out to uh to probably i would say our youngest listener but he's probably not listening because he's too young he's two months old baby solomon here frank's son uh from the gym is uh is definitely getting a big big blessing and a big shout out today from me and also everyone else who helped me get through that um that little boxing class we got through as well and i made on time as well so i'm guest hope you guys are having a great time keep the smiles going grab yourself a little bit of something to drink and i'll see you right after the break here's some justin bieber let's do this this is the halftime show with omar aduri oh he left the pilot what a goal this is the halftime show with omar aduri on pulse 95 nice strike Sure is that time. It's the halftime show with Omar Dury. Thank you very much for spending your time with me. You could be anywhere, but the only place to be at three is here with me. And I'm so glad you guys are spending the hour with me. Right, okay. Now, in the beginning of the intro, I gave a little shout out to uh, Baby Solomon who, who missed the shout out. But then again, we can forgive him because he's two months old. <laughs> so here's a huge shout out to two month year old Baby Solomon who is Frank's son. And, um, you know, an amazing guy, Frank is, man. Love seeing him at the gym as well. Full of spirits. So, yeah, so there's a shout-out to you, um, uh, Frank and Baby Solomon. Right, okay, so what's coming up on the show today? We've got Francis Ngannou. Man, what a story. Trying to leave his country seven times, being sent back, you know, uh, at the border, trying to swim, trying to just get out of Cameroon and being able to to try and, and follow his dream. Well, finally... He wins gold at the UFC Championship. He is the heavyweight champion. And wow, what a story at UFC 260. we gotta, we got to talk about that. And nothing to take away from Stipe Miocic. Stipe Miocic is a huge, huge, um, you know, icon when it comes to UFC. You know, 10 years, 
you know, dedicating himself to the sport and defending his title so many times and being up there with some of the best fighters ever. Now, here's the thing when it comes down to, you know, UFC, when it comes down to the new wave of champions, so to speak. If you look at people like Francis Ngannou, people like Adesanya, uh, Kamaru Usman, they're all coming out of Africa and they're all coming out of strong African roots where they genuinely are patriotic about what they do. Sometimes, obviously, you have someone that is from somewhere but grows up somewhere else and then represents that country, which is fine as well. But what I love about this story here with Francis Ngannou is he's always been true to where he's from. He's he's had troubles talking about his past. You can imagine his mental fitness is unreal. People have told him that he can't do it. He lost to Stipe Miocic before... Stipe Miocic was 15 pounds heavier. The ring wasn't as small as now. The corner man wasn't Kamaru Usman. The approach, now we always talk about fight IQ and we always talk about, you know, how different fighters have different skill set. And in the skill set is the strategy, the planning, the timing, the precision. Now, when you look at Francis Ngannou, you see the power. You see, you know, so many factors when it comes down to this monster of a fighter. But what was the difference in him winning against Stipe Miocic? Against Stipe Miocic, he had a plan. He had another champion in his corner, Kamaru Usman, telling him to be calm, to be composed. When you play a computer game and you look at the bars on the top right and the top left of the computer game, you gamers will love this. Afternoon Kadak will love this as well. But when you look at the top right or the top left of the screen, every time you throw a punch, you use up energy. When you use up energy, it leaves you susceptible to being hit back. And when you're being hit back, you're unable to sustain that power, that speed, that precision throughout the three to five rounds. Now, here's what Francis Ngannou did differently in this fight compared to his last fight against Tipe Miotic. He was able to, even when he landed, even when he was striking the right way, he didn't rush into it, try and finish it early. He was able to compose himself, pick his shots, and the, the turning point, people will say, is stuffing the takedown. But here's the thing, with Stipe Miocic being 15 pounds lighter, to be able to actually stuff a takedown, you, you have to be able to take the weight that's put on you. And here's the strategy behind the fight game. When you have that weight, and maybe this was you know, something coming into the fight that Stipe might have, might have got wrong. The idea of not being 15 pounds heavier with someone as big as Francis Ngannou is you, it's harder to be able to adjust. And although we, we pointed out Ngannou's wrestling in the first fight, clearly he was working on it with who else but Kamara Usman. And here's how I think the fight would have turned. Psychologically, the moment that takedown was stuffed, now all of a sudden, one of the things, one of the tools from the arsenal that Stipe had has gone out the window. Now we have to think about the striking and the precision of how when Francis Ngannou landed, he didn't rush in. But by the end of the first round, if you saw Francis Ngannou's breathing, his mouth was open and he was breathing quite heavily. And even when he was breathing quite heavily, any fan would have thought, oh no, here we go, he's gassed himself out. But that's the thing. This was the difference between the last fight and this fight. He was able to select his shots. He was able to really make contact and even at the same time stay out of distance from something that's coming up now the one point that had fans guessing is when Stipe landed but here's the thing when you land a shot like that the worst thing you can do is try and go straight back in to that dinosaur and that was how it came out as soon as he came into the line of fire boom there was the knockout again and that is unfortunately how the fight ended 
for Stipe. But that's exactly how breaking up this fight was very interesting for the, for the gamers that play, you know, all sorts of games on uh, online. And you see the power on the top right-hand corner, left-hand corner of the screen go down and you have no energy left. And here's how the strategy of Francis Ngannou was absolutely spot on coming into this fight and by the way it wasn't just this fight but everyone's talking about it because of the story of Francis Ngannou because of where he's come from because how he's been told he can't do things even when you see him coming up to the fight you see him trying to prove people wrong but the happiness on his face you can't fake you can't pretend you can't act like it wasn't real I was delighted for him. I'm sure a lot of other people were delighted to see Francis Ngannou win the championship. But can he step up now against a strategic tactical John Jones? Tweets have already been released now. Dana White has said that perhaps John Jones is scared because John Jones said, show me the money. Hey, listen, if this is anything to what's coming up on UFC... I'll tell you now, there's a lot to look forward to UFC fans. Trust me, it's going to be on point when we see those two giants fight maybe at the end of the year. Or are we perhaps not giving the respect that we need to Stipe Miocic? The first time he beat Francis, there was now a rematch. Will Stipe Miocic get the rematch or will John Jones fight against Francis Ngannou very, very soon. 4215, it's a salat or do. Who wins? John Jones or Francis Ngannou? Or will Stipe Miocic make a comeback and shock the world by beating Francis Ngannou? There you go. That's the first segment out the way. Coming up next is the health and fitness segment. Having the right energy can set the tone to achieving your goals. On the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show. This is the halftime show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Ooh, now, now that we've calmed down a bit <laughs> after having Aisha Mazmi and. Uh, Omnia Salah here entertained me at halftime, uh, during the halftime. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's great to have them here with us. We're talking all sorts of good stuff today. If you missed the first segment, don't worry. You can catch all of our episodes on YouTube, Pulse95 Radio. Or if you prefer a podcast, head over to the podcast. Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud. Share, like, subscribe. You know how it is to support your brother. It's great to have you guys support us all the way. And we're so grateful here at Pulse95. Okay, so first segment, we talked about Francis Ngannou. Man, what a fight. Um, second segment we're talking about is health and fitness. Now, a lot of the times I've got you know a community of people I'm very fortunate enough to be able to share this with and raise awareness on things. And yesterday I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, Poonam, who had me on uh, on one of her shows, and I, and we were talking about health and fitness. We were talking about trying to sustain things and how do we actually sustain them? What is it? Is it the location? Is it the gym? Is it the person uh, that that that? runs the gym is it you know the community you're in is it a specific trainer is it the reputation of the gym it could be a franchise that's in the US and comes over here you know the same kind of story we normally hear but here's the thing I think that the right energy I think sometimes we neglect energy we bring a certain energy to the space we're in and in doing so that helps elevate the person next to you now if I'm training and I look at the person next to me and their energy is high 
it's most likely that I'm going to want my energy high. If I look at the person next to me and it's been a couple of classes or it's been a couple of training sessions or even if it's your PT and that person wants you to do well, then I'm going to have that kind of assurance, that kind of defense where I'm like, you know what? The person wants me to do well too. So there, there's the thing about the power of energy. Now, there's, there's a flip side to this as well. Sometimes you could be having a stank day. <laughs> and that means your energy might not be that great. But here's the thing. Resetting your environment is incredibly key to be able to achieve your goals. And that comes down to who you train with or who you train around or where you train. Or even if it's maybe not necessarily a gym, it might just be your backyard or it might be someone online or, or Zoom. Or you might have to watch something to be able to just get that extra step or pep in your step. Uh, because, you know... As coaches, we have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to bring out the best in people, to be able to help elevate them, not just physically. See, that's the thing that we always kind of, we always turn to, always look to and say, yeah, physically, you know, I need to be here, here, here. But you see, the mental aspect, the emotional intelligence, when it comes down to that, is just as important. We've spoken about that on the show and we've had coaches talk about it here and we've had coaches confirm the, 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 the domino system when it comes down to reset and so many different things. But it makes such a big difference when you're able to elevate those around you because all of a sudden you start to build you know a relationship with the community that you have you can see them grow you can see them do things you can see them you know prove themselves wrong sometimes i have a friend at the gym called kareen who again is someone that is breaking all sorts of incredible you know uh, barriers she's 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 breaking the stereotypes of whether it's age or whether it's you know gender or whether it's whatever you feel you know culture she's she's broke she's broken those barriers and she smashed those records because she's able to do that with the people around her with the people that support her but also the fact that with the people that can actually you know want to see her do well and that comes from also you know her family and 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 the, and, and her partner and all these kind of things that it starts from home and it comes into a different environment where she is in charge and here's here's why I, you know i think energy is so important when it comes down to things because I remember struggling to find, you know, uh, a place to train for a long time and having gone to different gyms and worked in different gyms and been part of different gyms for probably a good 15 to 18 years uh, in London, in New York, in the UAE, you know, in Africa, wherever I went to train, it was all about what space I'm entering into and who I'm going to be coaching or who I'm going to be training physically, mentally, but then again, when it came down to my own training, I would need something as well. I would need something back. Who's going to you know, have my back, so to speak? Who's going to be able to elevate me? And that's also where I realized that location or even venue might not be what I'm looking for. What I'm looking for is an area that has the right energy and has the right environment for me to excel in my personal goals, which will then affect my you know my life my work my family all these things so you see how they always say that health and fitness is more than than just a hobby it's a lifestyle and they're right but mental fitness is every day and that's something we do every single day you wake up the wrong side of bed so to speak and you don't want to train it's unlikely you're going to train um, getting you into that environment you've got to tune in whether it's meditation whether it's just taking some time for yourself just taking some time to do your thing uh, listen to a podcast read a book listen to your favorite album yeah, that's another one um, get some food that you like 
you know not junk food but get some good soul food i had that the other day as well um do things that make you happy and i think that helps with your energies which then help everyone else let me know folks what do you do and what are your secrets to be able to elevate your own performance and who helps you with your energy uh we are lucky to train with you and your epic energy oad hashtag the rbo fam thank you very much man i love my rbo family man big up big up to them big up mikey as well uh thank you very much guys next we're talking about a nice comeback from dillian white on the only place to be at three the halftime show on pulse 95 this is the halftime show with Omar Paduri on Pulse 995 oh he loves the fire and what a goal this is the halftime show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95 nice strike We are back. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Thank you for keeping me entertained during the break as well. Um, really good show today we had in store. Francis Ngannou takes gold at UFC 260. We also spoke about how important energy is when it comes down to health and fitness and sustaining your goals. And now we're going to be talking about a bit of a comeback story. But before we do that, we ha- we've had a few questions coming in from our listeners on Instagram at Omar Alduri uh, as we are live. Uh, Mufid asks a very good question. The talent England have possibly one of the best squads after France do they have a chance at the next World Cup or will their traditionally negative mentality stop them see Mufid I think that's a very very good question when it comes down to negative mentality it comes down to thinking do you mean pragmatic approach do you mean being um, efficient defensively so the Italians used to be quite famous for that in terms of how they defended and then hitting teams on the counter attack if you remember France yes they won the World Cup and everything and yes they had some incredible players but they only played with one striker up front and that is not something that a lot of people look back on England's um, issue is normally the expectation that is put by the media has always put pressure on the players but I think with the fact that there hasn't been any fans around that could be something you know it will be resembled soon or it'll be you know it'll be resolved soon sorry but that's the problem with England especially the players all the players are quite overpriced so it's hard for them to get education outside of England but saying that the talent that the English um, have under 17 World Cup champions under 19 World Cup champions reached the semi-final last year despite people saying yes they had an easy ride you can only beat who's in front of you I think what it comes down to is getting the right balance of experience and youth, especially that the youth are very exciting. The players have so much to offer. When you're coaching a player like Phil Foden, yes, Pep Guardiola might be in his ear all the time about which way to move and how to release the ball and when to press and when not to press. But sometimes you just got to let them be free. You got to let them express themselves. Football is a beautiful game. It's an art. It's a science. It's something that you need to be able to do, you know, wholeheartedly and not feel like, oh my God, if I go into this space, I might get in trouble or I might get told off. And that's you know, countering the negative mentality that maybe some people might call England and the squad that they have. And that's how I think, you know, the approach is very key from Southgate. He has some incredible players at his disposal. Maybe apart from the centre-back partnership, uh, and, you know, if Nick Pope starts, then I think they'll be okay. But the fullbacks, they have incredible fullbacks. When you think about their midfield, they have a, a solid, hard-working midfield. When you think about their wingers, they've got some incredible pace up front. When you think about their strikers, they've got 
you know, strikers that people would want all around the world. So they have no excuse not to achieve, but the World Cup is going to be a huge ask. Now, talking about comebacks, everyone likes a comeback story, and Dillian White faced Povetkin in the boxing world. And the thing with Dillian White, a lot of people don't know, is you know, he trains at Loughborough, and Loughborough is one of the best sports universities in the world. And uh, when I was growing up, that was one thing I definitely considered going to because it had all the best facilities that you can ask for to be able to, you know, enhance your brain with all this knowledge, all this equipment, all these theories and, 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 and research papers and all these amazing things that Loughborough do. So Dillian White is a street brawler and he's a brawler from Brixton. They call him the body snatcher. And he fought against Povetkin and lost the first fight by knockout. Now, coming into this fight, a lot of people were saying, you know, it's going to be the same thing. But Dillian White proved them wrong. And he's often been overlooked, maybe because he doesn't have, let's say, the image of an Anthony Joshua or the charisma of a Tyson Fury. But Dillian White is a serious fighter and he's someone that has spent and dedicated a lot of time to learning the game and studying the game and being able to understand movement and patterns and flow. So I was so happy to see him win against Povetkin and because I know the background behind Dillian White. I know what he's had to face. He had to face a lot of things mentally as well. You know, his mental health was... Um, was challenged quite a bit. I mean, all of our mental health is challenged, but I think with him being told that he can't compete and he can't do things and he's not up to that level and he doesn't deserve a title shot, I think all those things were proven wrong when he beat Povetkin and now surely he must be back in the running for the top six fighters in that division and he should be able to get somewhere closer to the Magic 2 who we heard are going to be facing each other, Anthony Joshua versus... Um, Tyson Fury in what's going to be an incredible two-fight series and that should be announced very very soon in terms of dates but from what I've heard it's been confirmed uh, Florian what's going on and Rashid how you doing Thank, good, good of you to join right okay coming up next we're answering all your questions uh, for today's show on the only place to be at three the halftime show on Pulse 95 here's some Masego for you boy enjoy this this is a tune this is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire that was a goal. This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. <laughs> Sure is that time. It's the halftime show with Omar Dude. Who doesn't love Sting and Craig David Rise and Fall? What a story. Um, and, and, and what a line, you know, Rise and Fall, especially when we spoke about Dillian White today being able to come back and uh, and beat Pervetkin and also Francis Ngannou from Cameroon doing his thing and representing Africa to be able to be UFC champion. What a story that is. And also we spoke about the health and fitness segment when it comes down to how important energies are and and, uh, and how it affects us as well, you know, we, we go through a lot of things, the whole world is going through a lot of things right now, mentally they're being challenged, physically they're being challenged, you know, at home, at work, and then being able to kind of transmit that energy and, and work on yourself in an environment is very, very key, so we spoke about that earlier. Mufid asked a great question about England as well, and I'm taking all your questions at the moment. Big Hass. Uh, from Yellow Home with the fantastic Anna Schofield uh, asked me a question earlier about Thierry Henry and he said Omar like what's your take on that you know Thierry Henry is a 
is a World Cup winner, is a, one of the best footballers to ever play football. And he stepped away from social media because of the, 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 the racism that a lot of the players are getting, the African players, uh, the players of color are receiving online and he was he made a point and said you know what i'm going to step down until they fix things and the reason why is because you know on youtube if you if you put something up and it hasn't got you know the copyrights then youtube pull that down and they ban the person but when it comes down to social media and something like twitter people don't do that and so you know he's trying to make a stand and said i won't do it and big Hass was asking me like what do you think on that you know i think i think it's really important to be able to make that stand and i think thierry is someone that has you know a lot of say in the game and he's someone that was a phenomenal player and is is, is, is a coach now and is someone that is among the 10 best players in the world but here's the thing if players like Thierry don't make a stand if you know if the if the big names the names that we want to hear from don't step away from social media then I don't think you know that stand will will be as strong as I think Thierry wants it to be you know they've got kick it out in terms of racism they've got you know stand up speak up that was a campaign i don't know if you remember the black and white bands that they used to have actually it was one of my favorite um one of my one of my favorite uh, campaigns was a racism campaign anti-racism campaign that they had and they were standing up for what they believe and they had all these players get together to be able to stand up for black lives matter and and for all lives matter as well but but here's the thing you know we heard different people responding we heard one person not take the kneel who was off color um we had we had a whole team that didn't apart from one player so i think it has to be a very common ground it has to be something where if you think about influences or ambassadors and those people that have a voice if you think about them getting together to be able to to, to stop social media and then all of a sudden we don't have access to them then that might end up affecting the pay and the money that goes towards social media and the brands which will then get together to unite to you know put a stamp down on these things so whilst i understand where thierry is coming from and i understand what he's trying to do but here's the thing messi ronaldo mbappe neymar you know those players who have that say if they stopped social media now and they're not all from africa then we start to take note even more. So yes, as much as we're upset that we won't be able to reach the players that we like and everything, but then again, that's that's the way forward. So maybe Thierry has done the right thing in doing so, but you know, it's important that we unite together to do that. Anyway, we have reached full time on the halftime show. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I have, man. I'm buzzing. After my class today, I came straight into the into the radio and it was nice to be able to spend this time with you. I hope you guys have a fantastic day. I'll be back in on Wednesday, same time, on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse95. Stay blessed, guys. Have an incredible day. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m. 